And welcome everybody to What the Hops. Brian, Savannah, and Adam here. Hello. Along What's with going our on? friend Shannon at the Minity uh, Beer Works 7th anniversary party. This place is in full swing and gravy got us all hot and bothered and we're ready to yeah. fucking go now. Yeah, we played some Purple Rain, you know, now I'm ready to oh, they, go. They played I all the games, man. You get that, uh, get that careless whisper going and you know I'm already, like, ready to fucking... Deadpool, like, walk through, you drop by, you know. And while we're here for the beer today, we can't forget that it's 420. It is 420. Uh... There are some. There are some. <laughs> there are some dank ass beers on here, so I guess that kind of counts, right? Yeah, it's, Community Beer Works has been around for seven years, man. It's crazy to think that back in 2012, we didn't really have this kind of scene in this city, really. I mean, you had Flying Bison as your only real local craft, and then, I mean, Southern Tier too. but when Community Beer Works started doing what they were doing, it helped start this, I don't know, this revolution that everybody was like, oh shit, we could be drinking better beer all the time. And it's just going to be local, and it'll be great. And so, there's nothing Buffalonians love more than drinking delicious beer all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. I think they were able to you know, build a brand for themselves and put out product. They had their flagships, you know, started a following, and then were able to, you know, tinker with recipes and do one-offs to build it to where we are today. It's pretty cool yeah, to see the space that they got now. We're sitting on the second level. The deck. Not not upstairs. Not upstairs. The, <laughs> the, the not upstairs, I guess, you know. We're overlooking the crowd at the bar. Let's go with the overlook. On their second location. Yes. Yeah. So um, if you haven't been here, you need to check out the second location. I think my opinion, I like this way better than the last location. I mean Lafayette was nice though. It has its it had its cozy little, hey, this is a garage that you're gonna come and drink some beer and it's gonna be fucking great. It's gonna smell like it's gonna smell like we're brewing beer, it's gonna smell like your friend's freaking garage that like (laughs) they're brewing a bunch of fucking beer at. You know, it's like it's like going to a place like West Shore Buffalo Brewing Company where it's like they still smell like that when you walk in there because they're literally there is no in between. Now from where we're sitting, I mean you're looking in and you just see tanks on tanks on tanks sitting in that room. But you still have this garage door feel where you're like, hey, we're the same people. Now we're in an expensive garage. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, got, we got pinball machines. And you got a two-tiered space. A huge bar. Shuffleboard. Um, I mean, that's just, that's just, they made it. And I mean, they, they built their brand, they expanded, and now they're able to, you know, pay it forward and let the, you know, the patrons come in and, and have a great time. Uh, Not without busting their ass either, too. No, I mean. and the service isn't right. Well, I think, too, I mean, they just started canning, what, the past year? I would think, too. I mean, so for being... Yeah, they, they didn't really start doing 16-ounce cans until they moved into this location. And, um... 
that IPA was actually the first 12 ounce can that they made. They're one of the one of the few places. I mean, yeah, Big Ditch does it, but Big Ditch is such a larger place than this that for Community Beer Works to start canning, it showed, hey, we now finally made it to this place in our lifespan that hey, we want to do this our way, and we're gonna do it. So, cheers to them. Thanks to Ethan and the crew for having us here, and uh, yeah, we'll be sitting down, and people will be coming and going, and you know. This party goes all day, as it should. Yes. I think it goes till eleven, uh, ending with karaoke. So yeah, there's there's a ton of there's a ton of shit going on. Um, it's about one o'clock right now, and at about three they got a DJ coming in. About four, from four to six. They have some glass etching, and they got a balloon guy coming in to make some balloons. They're going to be doing silk screening for t-shirts and shit, and half-price pinball from 6 to 8, so... And then live band karaoke at the end of the night. Yeah. So. Live eighties band karaoke. Let's make that. I may I may end up coming back here at night. I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, we're here bright and early because again we had to we had to get gravy to uh, start our uh, start our juices. Juice is flowing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And to be clear, we are exactly all we are all gravy fans at this Indeed. table. Indeed. I have mean, seen gravy I think three or four times prior to this. I'm, I'm a little bit of a follower. I'm, I'm sure. a fan. Get that little groupie. groupie I'm, I'm a little gra- bit of a gravy groupie. I am. <laughs> uh, and ironically enough, every time we hear them play Never Gonna Dance Again, we really want to dance. Right. What would a gravy groupie be called? Could you be like... <laughs> Double G? Would, would Can it be I like, be a biscuit? Yeah, let's say, like, would it be oh, that? Would you want them all over you? <laughs> <laughs> You want to be mashed potatoes? I was going to say, I was say, would you be... That smooth smooth sacks, man. You want to be smothered with sausage gravy is what you're saying? Oh, no, it's sausage Um, gravy. You're you're taking a little too far over there now. Come on I'm only at my second beer. Speaking of beer, I am... We're being PG and you just fucking... I went right to NC-17. Come on, come on You had to whip out the sausage. We're a family podcast, motherfucker. I put it right on the table. He just threw out the sausage. I know it's Easter weekend, but you gotta hold up on the kibasa, okay? Speaking of beer, though, what are we all drinking? I am drinking uh, the Prison City. They're, they're doing tap takeover today, all day, and I'm drinking their Mass Riot, which is uh, New England IPA, with 6.3 ABV. I really like it. I think it's really good. Mass Riot is one of the uh, highly sought after hype beers from Prison City. Is so Prison is it downstate or is Prison it City's in Auburn, so like just outside of Syracuse. Okay, all right. Yeah. Rough, roughly about three hours from here. Yeah. Um, the reason why they have the Prison City tap takeover too, though, or the rotating tap, it's not a takeover because they're only taking over Sorry. one tap. Sorry, yeah, rotating. Yeah. <laughs> they're not Guess taking tap. over. Yes. Um, the reason why is because today was also the release of the 16-ounce cans of the Prison City Community Beer Works collab, Highly Suspicious. And highly delicious. Yes. That is another New England IPA that has uh, grilled pineapple with Citra, Eldorado, and Galaxy hops. 
So, as you can tell, that you know that's going to be juicy as shit. And uh, it's 8.1% 8, 8. too. Highly suspicious. So. I feel like that also is not a coincidence. Pineapple Express. Exactly. You know. Exactly. I still I'm, love I'm sure they, I'm sure they, I'm sure they did it on purpose. Sometimes I can highly suspect. Prison City. You don't want to get caught with too well much. Well played, you know? craft. Yeah. It's all, it's all subtle. There, there's about the behind of what could happen should you participate in this hey, game. That's right. But yeah, other than Prison City, they also do have uh, Common Roots Good Fortune IPA on tap. And uh, that's pretty cool because it's kind of promoting Common Roots after they just had that fire at the brewery a couple weeks ago. And um, they're getting back on their feet and getting out there. And you've been seeing a lot of support from the brewing community for them, which is a great thing. And I'm sure they'll be back producing some pretty great beer that they've been doing. Uh, Soon. I know that uh, that Nicolata beer that I had from them at uh, Extreme Beer Fest was freaking awesome, which I wish we could get some of that out this way. And I don't even know if they have it or had it regularly at their brew pub, but... More reasons could... why we're all jealous we didn't go to Extreme Beer Fest. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'll keep recommending that people go to that <laughs> because it was fucking awesome. But I'm drinking the special 7th anniversary 789. Uh, it's an American IPA. It's 7% ABV. Uh, it has seven different hops, seven different malts, uh, with the ABV of 7% to celebrate their 7th anniversary. Um, Kind of hazy, almost grapefruit juice in color, but not like yeah, it's not like super juicy though. No. It, it is it is a kind of a malt forward, right? New England. Yeah, it got a lot of oat and, and malts from like the first taste, um, but it's it's delicious. So, yeah, pretty tasty. I enjoyed and it that. It does bring you back to your roots and asking why did six eight seven? Yeah, because seven eight nine. Wait. I don't think he got it. <laughs> I do. Over. Way over. That, that one flew. Flew right, flew right by. What are you drinking? Because I just sampled yours and it's stellar. This is the West Side in Bloom, which is a session IPA at 4.8%. And That's it is a unique uh, 4.8% today. <laughs> Shush. I'll with... get there when I get there. I want her to last until that karaoke. <laughs> then you need to give me a pretzel. <laughs> I don't know if any of us will last until that karaoke. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not going to sing karaoke, but I'm just saying it's not going to be at 11 o'clock tonight. Yeah. It's going to be at 2.30. Brace your ears. Yeah, this is brewed with laurel and mandarina hops with jasmine extract added. It's florally, but it's so sweet and delicious. It has such a nice yeah, aftertaste. Yeah. I was looking at that one. That might be my next go-to. It's honestly, it's... It's clean, and it has a really yeah. nice floral aftertaste. I really, really liked it. I'm actually jealous now. I have beer envy. I want to swap with you. Now you know what your next one is? I do. I don't think this glass is going to last very long. It's only a 4%, <laughs> so she said I can have that one next. She's allowed. I'm allowed. <laughs> 
I don't really don't like Jasmine. I'm not a huge, huge fan, but I do like that a lot, actually. Park the tide, 135. <laughs> this is where it all went downhill. Cracking that rosé. And it's recorded, so, so we'll know that it all went downhill from well, here. He it, so. I know, but Brian will always know. <laughs> so they also do have cans of rosé available today. Which so. is shocking. And exciting. Well, and super efficient. I mean, there's also Pinot Grigio and a red wine as well, so... Don't tell me there aren't ladies out there who end up at beer tents that are like, shit, why don't they have cans of wine? Guess what? They make cans of wine. Well, it's like, I think we talked the one episode really hot about Southern Tier and the craft cocktails that they, they've been making and putting in cans. This is this is the next wave, I feel. Having wine in a can. Wine in a can is efficient. Right. It's effective. Right. And I think that for as a Buffalonian woman, I'm really appreciative of it. Yeah. I sometimes I don't want beer. Sometimes I'm in the mood for wine, and if I can crack open a can and just sip it along with everybody else, right. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, it's great marketing strategy for whomever the who we got here. Yeah, they're from uh, California. I believe they're canned over with the same as Dallas uh, Point. Okay. So, yeah. Trying something different here, you know? Yeah. Let's see how it is. I mean, Let's see if it catches on in Buffalo and maybe other people pick up. They have the little bottles, right? Don't they? Yeah, but you know what? Okay, let's be honest. Buffalo women are not like all the women, right? Because A, we drink. On the topic of 80s music and on the topic of 7th anniversary, what were. Let's see if you guys can name any of the top 10 hits of 1987. Oh, oh my god, this is so exciting. Um, oh boy. My first. 1987? 1987. Is Whitney Houston? I want to dance with somebody. Number four of 1987. Go ahead, Chan. What's your guess? I was two. Yeah, I was three. Are there any eagles out there? But that's no. cheating if you just ask me. Like, no, there isn't. I mean, but There's you're kind of on the right track. This actually isn't Borderline. that great of a top ten. Borderline? Lucky Star? Not in the top ten. Mm. There's no Madonna in the top ten. There's no Madonna in the top ten. Surprisingly. Uh, I'm gonna go Michael Jackson. No, no Michael. Oh. Yeah. I think I think Bad came out in 1987. I, I feel like 87 was a good year for Michael. Right. Compared to other years. Right. <laughs> oh, compared to the 90s. 2019 is not a good year for Michael Jackson. No. No. Definitely not. Oh, shit. Well, number 10 was Bon Jovi. Uh, Number one actually was Bengals Walk Like an Egyptian. Oh, 
Oh. Which is kind of weird because I would figure that Whitney would have crunched that. Right. Whitney's classic and legendary. She strikes that top ten. Yeah, right. Hey, they took advantage. Yeah, this is a very disappointing top ten guys. Alone by heart. I would have never gotten Yeah. When it comes to music, it's not my strong suit. <laughs> There's a lot of 80s songs that are like so random. You forget how Five is Starship, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. Six was Say La Vie by Robbie Neville. I don't If you've heard it, you would know. I do know. Can you sing it? I, I can't. No, Brian, we're gonna need you to sing it. Can you sing? Karaoke does not start until 8 p.m. Wait, it started when we said it started. Why don't you just say the Number line. seven was White Snake. Here I go again. Number eight was Bruce Hornsby, The Way It Is. And number nine was Bob Seger Shakedown. Ooh. So, yeah. That's it, a 1987 is a weird ass year. Yeah. I mean, you start getting in, and I mean, U2's on there, and, you know, Whitney's still going through. I Want Your Sex was number 24 <laughs> by George Michael. So, hey, I mean, he was doing his thing. I've been jamming to George Michael at work like for the past week and a half. There's this... never ever a time that Wham comes on that you don't want to jam. Yeah, thank never. you. She Vegas. Very nice. Look like flat out Vegas. Correct. But it's cheap to Vegas. Someplace like at the new era store downtown. They literally actually make it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I kind of thought there was like a. So my like singular focus in life now is to bring this sign to Genesee Street and Chicago. That's awesome. Honestly, why aren't they doing it right now? I don't know. I'm gonna move there and then I'm gonna run for town council or whatever the fuck in Chicago. This is my campaign. What happens to Stays in Chicago. Right. Dies. I'm now a taxpayer, so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll put money towards it. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> if only that were true. Thanks. But yeah. how much more exciting would you have be with that sign? I'd be excited to go through that. A hundred times more excited. Yeah. Sloan had that second happiest place on Earth sign for the longest time. <laughs> Where was that? That's fucking it excellent. Was, it was right at the bottom of the, the second Harlem Bridge. So if you're coming from Walden, okay, and you went over the first one, yeah, it was right there. Going to, going to William. It was great. <laughs> so, what are you guys doing right now? We're recording a podcast. We're talking about... Introduce yourself. Yeah, we're just talking. We're just shooting the shit. Yeah. So, 
into this in, introduce me to the world. That's very sweet of you. <laughs> uh, so my name is Ryan Demler, and I am the director of brewing operations at Community Beer Works. Do I need to? Everyone's name tag says Frank. Yeah. So, uh, Frank is our American Pale Ale. Interestingly enough, it is also the one beer that we don't have on tap. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny, I see the Yeah, no. It is a very popular beer. So, it's getting packaged next week, but, you know, whatever. We had a, we had a run on Frank. We had a Frank run. No Frank's in our mouths today. Frank is currently out of town for yeah. the anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's taking a nap. So, yeah, actually, uh... So Frank is, uh, I don't know if it's actually true or not, I don't know if I heard this or if I just started this right but I like it, so I'm rolling with That's it. That's right. Uh, so April 20th is the first day that CBW sold beer in 2012, and the first beer that CBW sold was a, a growler of Frank. Yeah. Doesn't that sound exciting? It is. It's <laughs> very exciting. Yeah. So back Inside in, information. Uh, back in 2012, you couldn't actually sell uh, pints in your taproom. You could only give away samples and sell uh, takeaway beer. By law. By So uh, a few years after that, the New York Farm license came about. Uh, if you were a production brewery, sorry, if you're a pub, obviously you can sell it by the pint. Um, but if you're so then after the farm legislation came through where like that was the big kind of enticing point like oh well uh here we're gonna dangle this it's a lot cheaper you can sell in your tap room you have to use new york state ingredients which is a great productive move but um the other thing is uh yeah you can sell by the pint which is great uh and then a few years later they're like everybody can sell by the pint and we're like <laughs> Success! Correct. But on the other hand, the big thing is, it's not like we're taking away from breweries at all. And, and, and it really is just it's another revenue stream for smaller breweries. That's why in New York right now we have over 400 operating breweries, right? Like, so the closer that we get to ease of access to market and that kind of stuff, the better access everyone gets to get really good beer. Um, so it's, yeah. That's also the one thing about Community Beer Works for the past seven years. Like, right. You guys are <laughs> that's always having fun 24-7. Right. Yeah. It's a bunch of goofballs who are seriously committed. Um, I'm relatively new. I joined the company in August of 2016. I've known Ethan uh, since this business started. Um, we met... I would say the first time we met was at uh, New York State Lobby Day in the well of the Capitol Building, or the Legislative Office Building in Albany, and that would have been in 2012, in June of 2012. So, were you fighting for beer rights, or were you fighting for something else? Were you lo- what were you lobbying, lobbying oh, for? We were, uh, lobbying for beer. The, I, I have, in the last seven years, the only thing I've lobbied in person the government for is uh, on behalf of brewers uh, in the state of New York. Uh, before that, I lobbied the government for other things because it was part of my job. Like, I mean, not like a nefarious whatever. I, I work for businesses that I believe in or whatever, but 
Um, no, it's it's cool because uh, yeah, we met in there. We were doing a tasting at the time. I was running the brewery, uh, a brewery in Albany, and uh, I had I feel like at the time I had Frank and the Whale, which are two original core beers. And I was like, oh shit, like pale ales are great. Not that many people, and even at that point, like a pale ale had fallen off almost. Where in, in search of IPAs and bigger IPAs. Sharing about a pale ale for a lot of us was a very formative beer, and uh, like I came at it from I, I got into craft from a different place, but my first like American bona fide craft beer that I was like, wow, this is like I can find this; it's ubiquitous and it's really good. Was Sierra about a pale ale? Okay, yeah, classic. It's like a big thing for us. Um, and like Frank is a really nice pale ale. Now I want to try Frank, but he's not here today. Yeah. So I'm just going to talk about Frank. <laughs> Tease us with your Frank talk. talk. None of you can drink it. But you know what I think is super interesting is that people, like, as a social worker, right, who thinks that people are lobbying for all sorts of things, you wouldn't think that you were lobbying for beer. Yeah, it's... That's uh, a crazy aspect of the job. Well, so there's a lot of things about it, right? So, you know, we're, we're one of them is an excise tax break. So with the federal government, our associations work really hard for that. And on the one hand, I think, like, and does it really matter, right? Like, you know, it used to be $7 a barrel that we paid in excise tax, now it's $3.50, and they kind of make that break. It's not that much money. On the one hand, I feel Advice. It's not like it's not necessary for life. Right, right. Um, however, I do think it's pretty much fucking necessary. Here in Buffalo, it is a need. Well, I mean, like beer in general, I think is it's it's, it's a, it is a foundational element of civilized society. I mean, what's not, more American than a nice cold beer? And a hot in dog, a baseball game. And a baseball game. <laughs> Like a lot of things, probably, actually. Yeah, I know you're right. The flag, guns, freedom, whatever. Yeah, freedom. <laughs> the Bible, not Is that the Bible. important? Not really. Eating right a now. deer, eating a, 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 a fresh, almost still beating deer heart. That's gross, Ryan. Keep sure. going. A turkey leg. <laughs> Pushing people out of their land. <laughs> What's more American than that? But, uh, yeah, no, it's cool. It's, uh, so anyways, here we are without without Frank. Um, we do have the whale on top, which is pretty great. But I think that's a really cool aspect of beer, that people are lobbying so that breweries oh, can so, do what they, they do. And, you know, like, we, we've worked on a lot of stuff, right? So I think uh, Ethan Cox, who is our founder and president, uh, is also a member of the state BA. And, like, you know, the dude has done a lot for, A, elevating uh, buffalo beer and craft beer generally in Western but he's also, like, legit worked on our behalf at the state capitol, and he's been down in Washington. You know, when, when we talk about, uh, for folks that open up breweries now, it's so much easier now. There's 400 some other, like, I've been doing this professionally for 11 years, and I started 12 years now. When I started right here in New York, there were 42 breweries in New York, and I was like, oh my god, there's 42 fucking breweries, it's so crazy. Yeah, and it's a factor of 10. It's, it's over 400 breweries in here, and in planning we've got 200 breweries in the state of New York, or more. And so, and they're closing or whatever, but not nearly at the rate, and it's just like, 
You know, on the one hand, like, oh yeah, it's because the consumer wants this. And, like, people are, home brewers are stepping up to the plate and people are wanting to make more different styles and drink more different styles. We like, see that other oh, end no, it's it. not just that. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. Like, it's so much easier to open up a brewery now than it was before. Your capital requirements are a lot lower. You have governments that are willing to work with you. You have banks that are willing to offer you loans because they see that craft is a good investment. Because people We're, fought for your right to right. brew. So, exactly, right? So, um, you know, we've worked uh, really hard on this. We're, we're a, we are a labor-intense industry, which is really good, right? Like, so you figure uh, we have more jobs uh, in beer in terms of when we open up breweries. We have relatively more people working at breweries than, say, like a winery or a distillery. And on top of that, the wages are generally higher. The benefits are generally better. This is not just me espousing. No, no, this some is really, really good, cool for me. Uh, the uh, New York State Association. You can check out. We did an economic impact study uh, that just got. I don't know. It should be on the website soon. But it's really fun and interesting to look at the value of what New York craft beer contributes. Aside from like, I do this selfishly because I fucking love beer. Right, right. right. So it's like I like to do this because I like to do this, and then to see the impact that we have is really, really. Do you know um, how many people Ballpark Community Beer Works employs? Uh, today, right now? At uh, this exact moment. Uh, we got a bumper crop today because it's a little busy, but uh, I think we're probably somewhere in the 30 to 40 range between the kitchen, the front of house stuff. We've got office folks, uh, brewery staff, warehouse folks, uh, delivery people, salespeople. So when I started here, just three years ago, not quite three years ago, it was, uh, we had uh, Ethan and Chris co-owners uh, who do all, all the business stuff and a lot of the kind of day-to-day managing and whatever stuff. Uh, and then we had uh, a staff of three brewers, one sales guy, and a tavern guy. So you guys are really just continuing to grow. Okay. It's crazy to think the, the amount of growth in the past year that you guys had just oh, from right. moving into this Moving into this space, yeah. I mean, it's fun. I mean, straight up, we talk about it. It was, it was a group of friends hanging out in their garage yeah. for five sure. years. Right, yeah. And we opened up this enormous, beautiful facility. And, like every you know, home brewer's dream. Right. <laughs> That's in their garage, just Slash waiting. Nightmare. So so how does it feel going from, like, brewing at Lafayette to brewing here? Like, how are our, like, it's just like when you're... You're looking at everything that you're pumping out of here. Yeah. Like, is it just like a kid in a candy store kind of like, <laughs> yeah. like you, everything at your disposal? So, uh, well, we'll never have everything that we want. <laughs> that is the nature of where we are, but uh, and everyone everywhere. It's like because once you have the next thing, it's like cool. You don't know, make my job more interesting or better whatever. Is this $30,000 30, 30, piece yeah, of equipment? <laughs> I mean, we're getting a canning line in the summer, and I was like, all right, so we have to get a deal meter. And we're like, all right, so what are we looking at? Like, all right, so minimum $15,000. So like, but the one that I want is uh, like $22,000. <laughs> whatever, you know, right, we'll work around this. But um, no, it's it's uh, it is, it's a lot nicer here. Like I came from bigger places. So like I started out in a huge production facility. I went to a slightly smaller production facility. Then went to a high volume brew pub. And then went to... A relatively large, super productive home brewery, and coming back here is like for me, it's more comfortable. This is like my wheelhouse. Okay. Uh, for 
our breweries generally and kind of the step forward it's like you know for me it's really nice because it's like oh my life is a lot easier our breweries kill themselves at the other place. We do five turns a day. Like that's fucking crazy. And here we produce, uh, we produce three days worth of production in eight hours. Wow. And a double brew day for me here is on a shitty day. It's sixteen hours, and I have done six full, like crazy, all-out productive days ahead. That's, and I've done that in 16 hours. That's crazy, because my cousin is yeah. Yeah. So, so he's got this tiny I mean, he's got, he's got the little farm brewer, you know, three-barrel three system. Yeah. And then to see this monstrosity, yeah. the amount of volume you guys are pumping out, it's crazy. You know? so, and again, like, I, I look at this and we talk about this, it's like, man, we've come so far. It's like, man, the first place I worked at was 120-barrel brew lane. We had 500-barrel brew lane. <laughs> we had 50,000 barrels a year. And I still think about it, it's like, like it, when I worked there, it wasn't a huge brewery. It was a huge, the biggest fucking brewery I ever worked at. Yeah. But here, you know, like it's kind of nice. Like we're in this sweet spot, right? Like we can, we can twenty barrels of beer is like small enough volume to move around, uh, but it's big enough that we can service enough, uh, and it's small enough that we can like do kind of. I mean, like down uh, uh, headquarters is where we're doing all of our innovation. But there's some styles of beer where it's like, all right, let's do X, Y, Z, like this kind of beer. We're comfortable executing that 20 barrels off the rip, not a problem. What do you uh, What do you see yourself like? What's from next? Brand perspective for the next two to five years. Yeah, that's what I was. Like outside of New York. So, or? No, we're gonna stay in New York. So the big thing that like we signed uh, in the fall, we signed with Triad as our local uh, distribution partner. We were self-distributed for a really long time. Um, they've kind of pushed our value uh, pretty far, which is kind of nice, right? Like we have a really good local distributed partner here. You're on tap pretty much almost everywhere in the area, right. which is amazing. Right, and I just you know, like two years ago. As both a craft beer, like industry person, brewer, whatever, and also a fan nerd, I just assumed I was like, oh, of course, everyone knows about CBW. And then I would go out and be like, how the fuck? Why, why don't? Why are we? Here? Why don't you like, know? Yeah. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then it's like, oh, that's right, because we don't make the first beer. And now we make more beer, and we and we have somebody who can also just pull the strings and say, like, we're part of this big portfolio now, and they're going to push us for that. So it's good support. Um, you know, everyone's got worry being lost in this portfolio or whatever, but so far they've been a great partner and, uh, you know, they're really invested in our brand, which is great. Uh, and for me, it's cool. Like, I get to go to a bar and my beer is on tap. Yeah, everywhere. for sure. Like, That's amazing. Know, I go to Wegmans, I go to Consumers. Uh, go, I go to 7-Eleven. Pills has been all over. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's you can buy it from Andre Reid and his, it seems yeah, so his charities on board and it's like mostly from there. There's a lot of us that like nerd out on the old time bills and like Andre Reid was here. Like that was, Emmett Smith showed up at our fucking hurry. It Buffalo. doesn't get any bigger what? than that right. for Buffalo. Also, Emmett Smith is not a tall man, and he's, he's lost a lot of weight since he doesn't have to bulldoze people. But right. I was like, gonna say, was he like a fucking walker? Was he like? Oh no, he's like a spelt. Very, he was. He had like a very nice looking tracksuit. Uh, like, here's more of the how I met your mother. I feel like it's really, really, really <laughs> tough to compare anybody to The Rock, Brian. That's just like it's intimidating, is what it is. Is he like The Rock? Nobody's like The Rock. 
There is it. You're right. I wish I was like. Hey, you got the head, you got the head game. Honestly, I, really I don't even have the rock. Background view of like how you guys have fought for your right to brew and oh, yeah. struggle to get to the capacity I, that you're at. So I think about this, right? Like, um, like I've been. So I started brewing at home when I was 18. That was okay. So 17 years ago, I, I started brewing in college. I had, I was forcing to go to school in Quebec, where craft beer was like sort of ahead of where we are right now. Or sorry, where we were at the time. Uh, but we're so you know so far behind. But also accessibility. You're 18 year old and you go to a bar and back like cool. And I got into crappy really early. And um, like I've been, I was interested in it from an from an economic standpoint, from like a home kind of like cooking thing. From Better than math and all that. Right, but also like bootlegging. Like I started having people call me after ten o'clock, and I'd be like, "Hey, do you have any six packs?" Like, yeah, fuck yeah. I've got you. I, yeah. It's before noon on a Sunday, but I've got you. Right. Back then, that was a lot. Well, in New York, in <laughs> Quebec, you can sell after ten any oh, night. Okay. Um, and as. I mean, this may come as a surprise, but some university students do drink beer after 10 o'clock at night. No! <laughs> no way. Not at a bar. Not in Canada, wow. they don't, don't lie. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> uh, so, but no, it's like there's a lot of aspects about this industry that I think are really interesting. And, and because I was in Albany, like we were, you know, I, I, I'm super grateful for, for uh, like, I worked for Neil Evans and uh, at the Albany Pump Station. And I, it's one of the, that was my, my, my real step up to being able to say, like, form good beers and move on and run production someplace else and do these kind of things. Uh, and, uh, but being in Albany, it was like, dude, everyone comes here. And I got to meet all these people. It's like, oh, yeah, of course we can work on this behalf. And like, yeah, that legislator does have ones down at the brewery. I have so much more respect for this process right now. Like, I have no idea. Making beer is fun, but for me, like, I, I was a bold Give us our, our guest, guest speaker yeah, today. Yeah. <laughs> this is so cool. Oh, it's so oh, I had no clue. Yeah. No, and, you know, we were working on, uh, you know, we worked really hard to introduce the farm beer legislation and, uh, like, make sure that we have investment in hop research and, and, and barley research. And then make sure that if we are not achieving those targets where the brewers want it, we give them flexibility to meet those goals and then provide resources for the farmers. Uh, you know, we're trying to... We contribute a lot of money to taxes. Like we pay tens of millions of dollars in the state alone every year, and like near state brewers are happy to do that because that means we're selling lots of volume and we're employing lots of people and we're buying lots of ingredients and we're doing all these cool things. And like here, community brewers raise a shit ton of money for local organizations. So, and, and having. Um, a good partner in the government that encourages us to make sure that we're pressing forward and we can invest in equipment and do that kind of stuff. Like, it's pretty cool. Not every state has that. We have a really effective uh, association. We have a sympathetic government. Uh, for whatever anyone wants to say about Andrew Cuomo, of which there are many things to say. <laughs> A lot of things to say. We're just all holding on to legalization at this point. He's been a really good partner. <laughs> <laughs> we're all biting. We're all biting. We're just biting. Unfortunately, we all have to bite our tongue yeah, right now. Yeah. You know, so he's been a very good partner for for craft beverage across the board, um, and that was not always the case. You know, we didn't have such a good partner in it. And, 
know, it's it's cool. Like it's cool to look around. And, like, even with you guys moving into this neighborhood too, I mean, it's like it's still the West Side, but yeah. like it's a different part of the West Side. Like, yeah, it's a much yeah. shorter walk for me to work. <laughs> Fantastic. But like, it's a hop, skip, and a it's, jump. It's funny because, because people, people come, jump to, the, come to the location. They're like, <laughs> people will come to the location. They'll be like, oh. I didn't imagine that this place would be here, but it's like, well, why not? Right. And it, so, this is my this is my first time here. Welcome. And how do you this, like it? This has been fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you've been to Lafayette yeah. before. No. Yeah. I don't think so. Really? No. Well, I don't get out you know, much. Shame on me. <laughs> yeah. I don't get out much. No, I mean it was like you know it was like you, like our old place it had a really humming feeling. It was like your buddy's cool garage. Yeah. Uh, but it also had that like west side hey we're building up west side kind oh, of feel and it felt great and yeah. you know the nice part about that and still here too like that place in particular was very much a neighborhood choice like our regulars like the folks everyone that came in there 90% of the people that came in there like they walked there after work with their growlers uh, we used to have uh, a Buffalo City cop that she would come in before her her shift to fill up her growler because she worked the night shift and it was like down the street. It was fucking cool, you know. It's like you know, uh, people walking there, and, and it was sad for a lot of folks because when we moved out here, like it's close, but you're not gonna walk a mile and a half to go to the neighborhood bar, right? Uh, so here we're building up a new community here, uh, and we're still getting some of our old regulars, and, um, you know. But it's it's been a transition for us, but yeah, no, it's awesome. And this part of this part of town's been great. They've been super receptive. It's a beautiful venue. It really is. Yeah, it's awesome. We're very excited about it. Um, I mean, if nothing else, we had two bathrooms. <laughs> what? Yeah. With different, music, different music in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're just, we were just this. talking about that. I went from 90s so our, rap to Whitney Houston, and I didn't know which room I wanted to stay in. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, RGM is very proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, uh, uh, for a while, we had some, like, French... Uh, French noir film music playing in the band's for like probably four weeks. It was it was pretty awesome. I mean, whatever. I mean, equal opportunities. All all lives. Oh, uh, does Ethan Cox want us to take a seat and step in on us? I'll step in on us. I mean, yeah, I'm going to step around and welcome. get a beer. Hey, cool. Oh, there you go. It was a pleasure. One in, one out. Right. Okay. Awesome. It was a pleasure. Hey, nice meeting you. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Uh, you're fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see it all like, like ships passing. So now, now we're going to reverse everything he said. <laughs> right. We'll get to the we're heart of all of that. We're going to debunk the actual, the heart of the matter. All the myths are going to be debunked. He said nothing but wonderful things. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. He educated us. Education. <laughs> Sincere education. Yeah. He was wearing a Chief of Vegas hat, though. He's yeah. So that is, a, that is a fine win. He's a couple runs up right now. I do, I do feel like I need to get one. Yeah. I need to know he's lobbying. <laughs> I have never seen him actually uh, lobby uh, in the lid uh, yet. But I mean, there's always this year. You have a point. It's never too late. It's never too lobby. late. But uh, that's, I, you know, I've seen him rock that hat in many an airport and, and other locale. And it's like an ex Buffalonian magnet. He took it. He took it out to Colorado a couple times, probably. Yeah. And people just people just come at him. They're like, right. "Oh, you're from Buffalo." It's a beacon. Yeah, exactly. 
I feel like when you travel though, like you can be in like Florida, and for some reason you just like ooze buffalo. People are like, you're from New York, aren't yeah. you? Like, it, I don't know what it is. We, 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 I thought we it was do natural buffalo. Like, that's a good line. point. Like, people yeah. do recognize that. Yeah. yeah. But certainly nobody. Because like we're all pale, and like everybody's like, <laughs> up north. That's part of it. And I we talk have, really like, fast. Like, scowl a little bit. You're nasty. Like, yeah, we're nasty. You're not from the city. <laughs> Are you from Buffalo? Are you wearing boots in a parka? Where are you going? <laughs> if you're wearing any kind of Bills gear at all, you have to be from Buffalo because yeah. nobody else. Nobody else. Who's a fan of the Buffalo Bills? Agreed. No one else. So, Unless you live in San Diego and you're from Buffalo and you're like the 10 people that sit at the same bar desperately hoping like the rest of Buffalo. So how, yeah. did, that, how did the whole Let's Go Bills Andre Reid thing come out? Um, a lot of that initiative actually was uh, the other like managing partner Chris uh, Smith um, but they reached out to us uh, kind of so when we were when we were conceiving the beer um, we made contact with Dell over at uh, at the Bills Mafia and said hey man you know like we don't want to do this unless you guys think it's okay kind of deal and he was like sure we took a meeting we explained that we wanted to make sure that the beer had like sort of a greater purpose and he's like, well, you know who I know um, is the is the Andre Meat Foundation, and I met Andre a couple times. Do you want to do you want to hook up with him? And so Chris said, well, duh, yeah, yeah. one hundred percent. So we had him uh, come out to the brewery, uh, try the beer, and he liked it, and he liked us, and like we hit it off. And uh, that was really, really cool. That's right? so I mean, exciting. Yeah. How often do you get like a very famous sports figure to just drop by your brewery and give you this seal of approval? That never happens. So we were pretty, we were pretty jazzed about that. Working out the details was simple. Uh, it was just like, look, we're gonna put a, a certain amount per sale towards your foundation. He's like, what about 87 cents a case? And we're like. Done. That's yeah. simple. So there you go. Wow, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So he's done a couple events down uh, with us. He lives in California, so he's not around. Yeah. But uh, he, he's done a couple events with us. The foundation has, um, and you know we're gonna have a lot of fun with it this season because of course uh, last season wasn't that much fun. <laughs> and also you have to steer out a little late. Yeah, exactly. You gotta start on a high. You gotta hit in September when when. Yeah. Morale was at its highest. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact about Andre Reed, he was the most important guy to graduate from Adam and I's friend Lunchbox's high school. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 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 What high school was that, Brian? Yeah. I don't know, someplace outside of Allentown. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Pennsylvania somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's down there right now working at a water bottling plant or making guns. Yeah. Just okay, shooting you know. shoot off AK-47. So as, Andre as made as it one out. Does. And yeah. no one Andre, Andre Reid made it out out of Allentown, PA, to come to Buffalo and hey, with the Cusitztown yeah. University. Yeah. He's a nice guy, and I, I think the Andre Reid Foundation does good work. So it's not just a nice thing in terms of getting to hang out with a sports star. It's also like feeling good about the money going to a place where you know it's well. It's well all spent. the hype of Buffalo with a good purpose behind it. Yeah, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're still speaking about feeling good, though. Yeah. You gotta be feeling good about this shit, man. Okay. It's seven years. Seven years. About this. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Lucky um, number seven. Not throwing there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, I'll 
I'll tell you, I mean, seven is a weird year. It's not like five. It's not like ten. You get that okay, seven, what, you get that what, seven what, year. That's year what I was going to say. Throw in a Marilyn Monroe reference, the, why don't you? What is the wedding present for seven? No, you have to make me pull out my phone, Brian. I don't, I don't think know. I know. Last year, I think, like was your paper sheet. anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not going to make a lot of yeah, pay out of the paper anniversary. I have no it's idea. The paper is the first one. Oh, Wood, I think, the first is the one? second. Okay, okay. You might be on to like, Something some kind of metal. Something worthwhile? Yeah. Sure. Like, like polished obsidian? Yes. Maybe. Cool. If, it, if that isn't what it is, it polished will be Polished obsidian. Yeah. But <laughs> seven is supposed to be a lucky year. year. Yeah, well, I hope it is. I mean, you know what? I'm excited uh, to... Uh, we have a lot of irons in the fire, so there's there's you know there's stuff that's gonna be happening. Um, some of which I can't really even quite even talk about. But top some secret stuff is gonna yeah, be happening. Super top uber secret. top secret. I don't want our competitors <laughs> to steal our <laughs> uber top secret ideas. It's in the um, vault. Like you know. I feel like we're talking to Willy Wonka right now. Like <laughs> making and selling more beer. <laughs> don't they, sell so they may or may so not sell more beer. anniversary gift is traditionally copper. Copper or oh. wood. What? Copper and wood, or the modern or the modern is brass or brass. And we brass had is very the brass. Yeah, or it makes me think of the police. That's for right. Some true, we have some brass there. That's true. <laughs> I mean, That's true. So, well, the the back bar is all copper. There you go. So hey, you know, we got wood right here. There's wood. All right. We we we're living maybe it. not much. Everybody know there's tons of copper in here. We still live in copper. We checked all boxes. Good point. Yeah. Not a lot of copper. There's no copper here. It's not real copper. It's copper-clad zinc. Oh, elsewhere. Rob elsewhere. There's still a percentage of copper in it. Yeah, I know. I mean, sure. Got some value. Prison City today is the big release. Yes. How did how did that collab come about? Um, all right. Well, so this is the second time we've actually made this beer with them. Uh, we made it uh, pretty much a year ago uh, as well, um, and that came about uh, for I guess two reasons. So one, uh, their head brewer Ben um, is an old friend uh, from home brewing, and uh, way back in the day when we were both home brewers together, we would uh, drink each other's beers and. Uh, praise each other for being good homebrewers and whatever else. And then um, not too long after we got open, uh, Ben started asking me questions about how to open a brewery because uh, he was working on doing that. And before that ended up happening, he got asked to be the brewer at Prism City. And he was like, oh, this is even better. Never mind. So, but for like a year and a half, I was helping him with business plan and projections and, and figuring out locations and stuff like that and teaching them the kind of stuff you would need to know to, to, to get a brewery open and underway. When Don and Mark, uh, though, asked him if he would uh, be their brewer, I remember him calling me and being like, ah, oh, dude, um, I just got asked if I'd be a brewer at this new place. I'm like, well, you know, I mean, that sounds like pretty cool, right? He's like, I don't know. I want to open my own place, you know? I'm like, dude, it's a, it's a heavy lift, man. Yeah. If somebody else is just going to employ you, to be the brewer, seriously, drop your plans and go take that job. Who is it, by the way? And then he explained that it was Don and Mark uh, Schultz, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, go brew for them. 
they'll take care of you, and they have. So, um, so we've been friends for a long time, and uh, I'm sure one drunken night at BCTC, uh, we were like, oh, hey, ooh, we should collaborate. <laughs> and then we served up, and we remembered that we said that, and uh, and we planned it out. So. Uh, last year we made a very similar beer. We called it highly suspicious as well. This is not exactly the same because you know why do the same thing twice? Number one, but it's along the same lines. It's a pineapple infused New uh, England uh, IPA. I feel the body is a little thicker. In this the body is definitely a little thicker. It's a little higher ABV this year. Um, and then we we did the pineapple a different way. Last year we processed our own pineapple. Holy crap! What a huge amount of labor that was. <laughs> Don't do that. So this year we, yeah, this year we uh, wisely purchased in a batch too. Correct. <laughs> you need a lot. You need a lot. Yeah. And you don't get much out of each pineapple. No, I can't right. imagine that. Uh uh So it was it was a huge amount of work. Um, so this year we bought puree from a reputable puree person and called it a day on that. Um, and then hops were slightly different this year. Last year was all Galaxy. Uh, this year we used a blend of Galaxy, uh, El Dorado, and I think Motuka. Um, you know, again, just to kind of mix it up. Yeah. Well, there's one thing that I've definitely noticed is talking to you and talking to Ryan is the spirit of camaraderie and wanting to build up other breweries and really just brewery as as a as a profession. Yeah. What goes behind it, the lobbying that you do, yeah. the fighting that you do for what you believe in, and sure. to keep this community well, Ethan, you're, together. Yeah. You're on. Uh, what are you to the? New York State Craft Brewers so Association. So the, the New York State uh, Brewers Association has a, a board yeah. of directors, and I'm a, I'm a board member, and I'm also the I'm also the treasurer, uh, which is ridiculous. Sure, yeah. yeah, a lot of responsibility. Yeah, and uh, but also means that I'm in line now to move up through the through the officer ranks there, and maybe eventually one day be president. One of the Great. fun, yeah, one awesome. of the fun, fun. things this yeah. year too is we're having the New York State Craft Craft Brewers Festival here. In Buffalo. Yeah. On what, June 22nd? Yes, we are. So the New York State Brewers Association puts on uh, four fests every year. Uh, one of them is in Albany. One of them is in Syracuse. If you've never been to either of those two, they're great festivals. Um, the one in Syracuse in particular is at the Landmark uh, Theater. It's like having a, a brew fest in Chase. If you can imagine having a brew fest in Chase, including like on the stage. Oh, cool. And then in the lobby. It's on the Theater is in the Yeah, yeah. 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 Great. It's gorgeous. So I recommend that one. Uh, Syracuse isn't that far. Uh, the one in Albany is at the Desmond Hotel. Then they used to run one in Utica, but it was hard to get people to come to Utica, unfortunately. Um, it was a great venue. It was right on the grounds of, of Saranac, right in their courtyard. So it was a really cool place. But, yeah, it was kind of hard to get people there. So uh, so we're trading that one for Buffalo. And then the fourth one that we're staging this year is finally we're staging a festival on Long Island um, at the racetrack at Belmont. Uh, uh, oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that it's going to really be really, really cool. That's super accessible from New York City. It's also... Super accessible for everybody on the island down the LIE. Yep. So, like, I, I think that fest. I'm, I'm actually as pumped as I am to have us do a festival in Buffalo after all these years. I am super 
super excited to go down to Long Island. I don't know Long Island at all. There's so many good breweries down there. I'm beyond excited about that. But yeah, the Buffalo one, it's the old Buffalo Brewers Festival put on by the BNBA. The BNBA is still involved. Um, it's down at Canal Side, uh, just like it has been. But with the New York State Brewers Association's involvement, we'll be able to bring in a lot of non-local breweries from downstate, um, names people don't normally see up here that often. Um, some big names. I'm sure KCBC will be coming up. Their friends uh, will probably get Prison City to come. I mean, their friends. So, uh, you know, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Make it fast. Yeah, that Long Island, though, that, that, oh, dude. it's an iconic Belmont Park, yeah. State Park. It's We're going to be right on the track. It's too. so much history there. Yeah. It, I mean, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm super good. stoked about that yeah, one. That's um, awesome. that's, but yeah, yeah, you're right. So we're doing a festival here in Buffalo this year as well. It's in June. Uh, June, I can't remember. 22nd. It's funny because we're like, uh, as music fans, Savannah and I, we're always like, oh, what's, what shows are coming here and everything else. And Kerfuffle uh, is actually the Friday before. And we're oh, like, really? well, we're like, why are they having wow. Friday? Yeah. All of a sudden we see That's it's like, nice. oh, they're having it on a Friday beer because I beer, beer is better than music. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I mean, the two go very well together. They do. Anyway, they sure. do. Yeah. Um, that's and hilarious. one is definitely more fun with the other than without true, the true other. True that. True that. Yep. The gravy was a gravy was a great start to the day. Thank the you. God, those guys never fail to bring it, do so they? So much fun. Holy crap, they're great. Yeah, it just I, takes I, you a minute. You always have to take a minute, like listen to what they're doing, and like, oh, this yeah. is like an it's this really is exciting, and then you're like, oh my god, I know this song. Right. Well, besides breaking down the jazz cover of whatever it is, their musicianship is top notch. I mean, Brad's an outstanding bassist. Ryan's an outstanding drummer. Um, everybody, whatever. And like they, they, these guys. I've never seen them not not be less than on point. Like they just they never. I, they would probably tell you, oh, this show is better than that show or whatever, right? They've got their own standards as musicians, but as a fan, I've never seen them do anything less than awesome. And everybody loves a good sax. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey. Well, I mean, he's phenomenal. He's he's playing out into the courtyard of the back. Yes. Like, yes. You know, it's, yeah. They're yeah. clearly having fun, yeah. which is important, right? And that's really all that matters. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Put on a good show. A day like today. Man. Yeah. So we were talking a little bit earlier about kind of the color scheme and the 420. And, yeah. And you give us a little backstory on just the branding and how that all came to fruition. Yeah. Well, I mean, certainly as far as our logo being green, that was the guy who designed our logo is a guy named Julian Montague. Um, he's a really awesome designer. Really important. Oh yeah. We went, we went to youth group together when we were kids, and uh, one of our founders dated his sister briefly, you know, back in high school, right? I mean, it's Buffalo. Right. It's an extended living room. Um, so Julian and I used to be like little skate punks together, uh, and uh, and uh, I grew up to start a brewery, and he grew up to be a really awesome designer. So we, we like Montague, I would hope so. Yeah, he's also a super good artist in his own right, and he's doing less design work because he's achieving some success as a visual artist, which is great. Um, but his design work is still top notch, and he does still do some. Um, he's heavy on kind of mid-century feel and look. So if you look at our logo, especially that font um, or typeface, I guess it's really called. Um, it's a heavy, it's a heavy typeface. It might remind you of the Star Wars logo. That's what made it sure. resonate yeah, yeah. for us, to be quite honest. But it's kind of got that 50s 
mid-century heaviness. It's also sort of like Germanic, you know, it's like bold. But uh, he did a great job with that logo, and uh, he originally thought that like green would be sort of like our color, and then we would use variations of colors of the logo for different beers. That was a treatment that you know he kind of gave us. So you know, like we would do a Loganberry Wit, and it would be purple, and we would do I don't know Pale Ale, and it would be blue or whatever. Um, we didn't end up going with that, although we've done variations on the color. I say with like the heat rays and stuff like that. Exactly right. So we've done very here and there but not quite as overtly as as he sort of suggested but so we stuck with green for for the main logo and that it really just is a, it's a nice color I mean yeah. if you have to see a wall of some color green is not hard on the eyes and uh, and then yeah getting back to the 420 I mean sure it fits. If, if there's if, we're, if there's a stoniest brewery in Buffalo it's probably <laughs> us um, it's probably between you and uh, Crush and Drop right now. Yeah. Yeah. We get along. Talking with Carl. We get along. Yeah, we saw Carl this week. Yeah, we saw him on Tuesday. No question. Uh, we're friends. Uh, we're friends of the green. So, um, and actually, there's 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 more than you know, too, uh, certainly, but they don't necessarily put it into their brand. Um, but, so, yeah, like, we, you know, we endorse all that kind of stuff, whatever. So, it's, it's certainly fun. I mean, we opened on 420, as I was saying, literally, because it was the very first day we could sell beer. That just happened to be good. It was a coincidence, 100%. Um, you know, 420 is other things. It's also Earth Day. It's also Hitler's birthday. It's also, like, right, it's just a day, too, you know what I mean? It doesn't always fall on Saturday, unfortunately. So, um, but, you know, it, it fits well, and, and, and as does the green, and, and we've made... We've made some fun of that with that over the years, of course. Sure. Why not? You know? As you should. Yeah. Yeah, the references get more and mo- more overt because 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 it's becoming more and more legal and more and more accepted. And, God you know, willing. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, it's happening. Uh, it's not going to happen this legislative session, but it's going to happen. So, yeah. No, I think that's exciting for Buffalo. So, I think it's exciting for the community. Yeah. Talking about that, I wonder if Dark Horse will go back to how they used to, how they used to, um, they changed, um... Smells like a safety meeting? Yeah, how they changed it to smells like a safety meeting? Yeah. I know, well, I mean, that's part of being corporate and getting because, bigger. Because Michigan, it is legal now. It is, Michigan. yeah. So, yeah. I wonder if Dark Horse will to, actually, To like, this day, if you get a can of Oscar Blues, it's got a little screen on it where you would crush the can and like right here on it there's like it looks like a screen and it's where you would oh so it looks like you're gonna smoke out can. of it yeah, okay exactly and put your little holes so in when there. you're done drinking your beer they want you to but smoke out there isn't an actual screen there isn't an actual screen obviously beer would come out but, but yes they, but it's printed like a little brass screen like you would have printed it all like if you crush it and then beneath it it's like yeah, oh shit that <laughs> would be super cool that would be like a technological advance in That's the I'm like, oh shit, they actually figured that out well, you know, already, but it, it, it hasn't happened yet. There's people who are mixing, you know, oh, not CBD, sure. but marijuana oh, with yeah. alcohol. Yeah, well, so... It's um, a whole new ballgame. Already, the guy who invented Blue Moon... Um, left Molson or Miller Coors, whichever it is these days, uh, about a year and a half ago or two, 
um, to launch a non-alcoholic THC beverage company. I love it. Um, in Colorado, and that stuff's on the market there now. And then as far as actually putting pot into beer, I mean, people have been doing it for forever, whatever. Right. Homebrewers have always known how to do that. It just, it um, meshes so well. It does, wise. absolutely, of course. Um, if pot were cheaper, you could, you know, dry hop or whatever with it. If it was legal, you could do it. Okay. Yeah, the fun thing about New York City can. is we know we're probably going to get taxed the shit of it when it does become legal. But we're going to well, do sure. it anyway. Yeah. We're sure. so excited I mean, about look, being taxed. Every down. government throughout history has always taxed things that people will buy. That's how it works. Yeah. Uh, that's but, how it works. But in Colorado, people were getting ridiculous tax refunds just because of the money. Well, and the, the school system earned. is remarkably well funded all of a sudden. Go figure. Which is a beautiful thing. Shocker. Parents are awesome. happy. Kids are, are getting kidding? better services. I you know, just right? can't lose. Teachers don't have to buy pencils for their kids. <laughs> it's awesome. Hey, Everybody gets don't... tissues. Yeah. What? One, people, one thing that people might not know about Ethan, too, is he's also kind of a historian, too, especially sure. when it comes to... Well, you got the... So yeah. You have a one TED Talks out there? Uh, yeah, there is. You I, have yeah, a TED Talk! Did, did well, TEDx. TEDx Buffalo, right, yeah. But yeah, TEDx Buffalo, that was uh, six years ago? Seven years ago? Eight years ago? What, he's got, he's got some folks out <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, and then there, yeah, there's uh, co-authored that with uh, Mike Rizzo, um, the history of Buffalo Brewing. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I know guys who know more than I do about that, uh, but there you go. That's uh, so pretty neat. Some of them got started by reading my book and then getting further down the rabbit hole than I ever had the time to do, you know? <laughs> sure, that's, so, that's one thing about history. Oh, my general. God. It is. Yeah. yeah. If you really want to dive head first and go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. No, I saw, I saw a post just awesome. the other day on Facebook, some pictures, some actual photographs of the old Lang Brewery um, over on the corner of Jefferson and Best. And I was like, holy wow. crap, man. I've seen lithographs, but I've never seen an actual photograph of that brewery. And I always wondered if the lithographs were a little bit more like what they wished it looked like than the way it actually looked. And when I saw the photographs, I'm like, yep, yep, the lithographs were a little... Well, I'm picturing Jefferson and Best. And I'm thinking That's the Mikowski school now Yeah That's That was the That was the brewery. brewery Yep Wow And people don't realize this No it's so cool Yeah Yeah it was right across From the rock pile I uh, like I'm getting An education today Which like, when they When they built the brewery Well When they built the brewery The rock pile was a reservoir Really Which is why the brewery Was built there and the reservoir was built there because that's one of the higher points in the city. That's where you want all the water to be, so it'll flow down yeah, to yeah. everybody's pipes, right? It's crazy that to put the rock pile in there. Yeah. Of all places. Right. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Think, thinking about that fact, you're like, why are you putting a sports stadium? <laughs> in, 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 in an old reservoir, but I think that's they were their, thinking, well, it was already dug right down. Right, yeah. Right. So it was already down below grade, so it was easy for them to, yeah. to create an amphitheater kind of space. Yeah. Yep. I know the history of Buffalo is really pretty fascinating. I mean, beer, beer notwithstanding, but sure. beer included, right. obviously. Um, this building uh, behind you, uh, one of the reasons we're here uh, is because that five-story building uh, was a malt house. It was erected in 1888. There's the um, there's the Schaefer Brothers, which is not the same company as Schaefer, the giant, huge company. Uh, Schaefer Brothers are pretty small. Also much different than Chetzel, but sounds similar. <laughs> right? And uh, Schaefer Brothers... Um, 
went out of business with Prohibition because Prohibition, you know, put a lot of things out of business uh, besides, you know, the breweries and, and wineries and distilleries. Uh, all their ancillary businesses also suffered, right? So barrel makers and ice delivery and all yeah. that crap, um, including the Schaefer Brothers. They went out of business and then it became a chocolate factory. Um, and now there's a brewery in it today. Yeah, and going on to all that too, I mean, you have the Shriver Brewery on Fillmore too that is hopefully potentially going to be bought by Buffalo Brewing Company. It looks that way. He's trying. Yeah. And I mean, it's the history of Buffalo Brewing in general, or just beer in Buffalo in general, right. is, is deep. It is. And like we're at this point right now too where a lot of the breweries in this city are starting to embrace that and I don't know like you know what I think I love the most though is there's no like it's not a competitive spirit it's we make this you make that let's help each other out yeah. let's I, I help so, each other there's grow there's breweries sure. that do something completely different from each other yeah, like they all they support like, each other. Yeah, they, they come out. No, nope, there's probably a handful of, of brewers that have come out here and, and vice versa. But You've I got think out so there. So many people oh, yeah. drink in Buffalo that you don't need to be competitive. It's you do this, they do that. Right. But everybody wants to taste a little bit of everything. We, you know, I mean, as young as the scene is, really, in a lot of ways, it's it old. is still pretty young. But like, yeah, we've spun I mean, off. It's right, old, Rudy got yeah. started yeah. here, and now he's you know helming Thin Man. Um, uh, Drew got started here, and now he's he's humming Sato. You know, we'll see more of that as hey, as people Drew, leave. Dude, you know, he's brewing fucking beer with fish. Yeah, you know, like, well, he's getting real life. beer. Benito yeah. flakes. Benito flakes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, oh yeah, dude. I mean, he always had that fish. culinary. <laughs> He always had that culinary bent. Uh, I remember an early project he did with us for a dinner at Europa where we used uh, acorns and made an acorn beer. And he like, he processed the acorns, which was a huge pain in the ass. Sure. He had to soak them and change the water out every 12 hours for like three weeks. I can't imagine. And then he ground them into like flour. And How much beer did he yield from that? Oh, it was like a five gallon batch. It's awesome. Yeah. It was insane. But yeah, no, I mean, that's obviously a it's a good fit for him, like that culinary. Yeah. Um, I mean, experimental. He's, he's also teaching classes for at Triple C too. That's also true. Yeah. So yeah. So in, you know what I look at when when I think about this is um, we just got back from Colorado uh, from from Denver the Craft Brewers Conference and yeah, what was that? Oh, dude, it was absolutely fantastic. I, I love the Craft Brewers Conference. I've gone every year now for. Um, see we're seven years old I've gone for nine years in a row now uh, I love the craft brewers conference it's it's absolutely invigorating but Denver as the scene goes there's 87 90 breweries in Denver now it's a way larger city and it's growing uh, as opposed to Buffalo which is um, which, which a lot of the local Denver people kind of growing. But also to see that many breweries in Denver while marijuana is legal shows yeah. you that those two entities don't put each other oh, out of I, I don't think that's a problem. What's cool about the scene there, though, from a beer perspective, is that you, it's, it's big enough that you now have breweries that have real narrow specializations in terms of what they do, right? True is very famous because they're like death metal and sours. Death metal and sours and they don't, they don't stray. And like, it's KCBC in a sense too. Yeah, and like know. literally just up the street, uh, 
you can walk it, it's like 10 minutes, is Black Project. They're also sours, but they're sours with the aeronautical theme. But they're also all sours. There's Hogshead, which does 85% of its volume in casks. They don't like kegs. They're doing traditional British beers in casks. Nice. There's not one, not two, not even three, but like four breweries that legit do German, Reinheitz Kavada approved beer, period. They make a Hells, a Kolsch, a Pilsner, and a Dunkel. That's what they do. <laughs> they fit in an alt beer. Yeah. You know? And they have people coming out. I feel like you're yeah. advertising for Denver right now and ready to have a plane. Uh, I, I, I certainly have never met a single person in Denver who's upset about living in Denver. Right. <laughs> I a guy on my team that says he would move out there if he wasn't in school right now. Yeah. Like, you know? It's a very competitive place. I wouldn't want to be starting a brewery in Denver right now. Right, right. Yeah. My brother lives well, just outside city. of Denver, so I can't wait to go and visit out there. Yeah, you'll have, you'll have a great time. Embrace There's the way home. more to do than you can do in a week or two yeah. weeks or a month or a year. Folks, <laughs> We moved from L.A. to Denver, so trying to do everything in L.A. Oh, yeah. And then trying to do everything in Denver, it's probably going to be the same. Yeah, well, the, the beer scene... L.A. in five days, we're like, that wasn't long enough, and I wanted to do a week in Denver, and he's like, I can't do a week. I'm like, we have to do a week. You have, we have to. Least, least, my husband did a week, a weekend in Denver, and he's trying to move us there. So. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, there's nothing but cranes in the sky. It's a growing city. Uh, the climate's nice. Uh, and the economy is absolutely weed fueled right now, but I mean, there's plenty of craft beer and there's other stuff, obviously. I think it's, all, it's so hard to leave Buffalo right now. I love it this, here. This I'm city so actually back. I don't want to live anywhere else, but I love visiting other places, and that's what I like. I like visiting other places and thinking about how it would be like to live there and then not doing that. Right. <laughs> Trying to bring that here. Yeah, you, know? you bring a little well, bit I've of everything. That here. Yeah. This is where my roots are too. I mean, I could live in Denver. I would have a good time. But I mean, my parents are here. My friends are here. At this point, my business is here too. I think so. any travel does that. It's, it's meant to inspire you, right? Yes. Because, I mean, right. you, you don't and want to steal their ideas. You want to say, wow, how can I put that into a way that it works in Buffalo culture? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, there's no need to reinvent the wheel. Somebody else is doing it right. You can just cherry pick and bring it here. Yeah. Most Buffalonians are here because this is where we're born. This is where we're raised. Where our families are, and we are family. Yeah. And, and whatever we sitting good neighbors, right? Yeah. And, even, and even when we leave, like we started out talking about how yeah. you, you recognize each other all over the U.S. Because holy crap, if you're wearing Bills gear, you must be from Buffalo. But the amount of those people who leave here and still visit three, four, five times a year and are all like, oh dude, I wish I could live in Buffalo. I only left because I needed economic opportunity or whatever else. And now there's so many cool and things happening here. And a lot of them moved here. back. I moved back. There's a lot going on. It's, it's nice to see. It's but nice to be a part of. It's nice to see. What's up and coming? Wait, five years ago, I would be like, yeah, I'll move Now, like, I... It's really tough to try to actually get somebody to move Right. Because the city right now is at a place where big things are happening. Yeah. Not only it, do we have a really good beer, but just, cost of living, yeah. right? So our cost of living well, is low. cost of living, I mean, we could argue that. But now we have exciting things happening here, new things like blooming in Buffalo. And it, it makes us proud to be from, even more proud, I will say, to be from Buffalo. I agree. 
Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna think I'm gonna move on a little bit because I got I got room to work here, obviously. Yeah, I mean, hey, this, is, this is your party. It's a, uh, it's a busy day. Congratulations! But oh, thank you, and thank you guys for coming down and uh, and being part of what we were just talking about. I mean, you guys are part of that too. Yeah, thank uh, you for having us. You're helping popularize so. our beer scene. So. Can you please sell those jerseys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll have to talk to the people who actually made this for me. Yeah, that's a community brew works jersey. It looks completely. Official. It, it, your it, husband would probably cool. flip out. No, my husband would lose it for that jersey. <laughs> I love it. I love uh, everything about it. You should market that. Well, we'll definitely give that some consideration 100%. <laughs> Ethan, thank you for yeah. sitting down with yes. us. Thanks for having me. And thanks for coming I mean, down. On the Pints and Provisions podcast, we discuss the ins and outs of beer, brewing, and breweries in addition to all those crafts that pair well with beer, such as bourbon, coffee, food, and cooking. Join Evan, Ryan, Mark, and Dan on each episode where we discuss those crafts we love to imbibe. Here's a clip. I don't, I, I've got four full glasses over here. I need to figure out my glass situation <laughs> and, and before I pour this. You're the one asking you for more. Glasses. Yeah, he was, he was <laughs> the one next? that said, what's next? Well, there's a bunch sitting out. I thought maybe, uh, I thought, I, I thought we were going to get those going, but. We are proud members of the Hopped Up Network, where you can find all our episodes and also look for us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean.com, as well as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Cheers. Well, that was kind of fun, though, too, sitting down with you. Yeah, it was, um, it was pretty awesome, I have to say. And if I can get one of those jerseys, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I, was, I, I wanted to ask you about the connection now with Salem's Field and the Bisons. I mean, they're with them. And every year now for the past, like, three years, I think it was, it's been. Um, They've been doing a ballpark brew series where it's been community beer works, big ditch, and surgeons. Brewing some beers that are going to be for, you know, to be released at consumers and have available at the ballpark for the baseball season. And this year, community beer works is doing a check pilsner. Big Ditch is doing like a Blondale okay, thing. Yeah. And then Resurgence is doing maybe like a Setmo or something like that. Like they're doing doing something I think that they've done before. Okay. But then they all collab on a beer together. Oh, nice. So that's pretty cool. Be, that might actually be a Blondale. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we could look this all up. Right. I don't really feel like No, I don't either. <laughs> no, I, I think even. From the Bison's perspective, they're doing it right. They have that consumer's craft corner that the pints are like five or six bucks. Well, consumer's owns the rights to uh, Penny Bones or whatever it is. Okay. So. Are we talking about the Bison? Yeah. They have a craft beer night, don't they? They have like a, they have like a craft beer corner, so they have like well, a concession. Yeah. Well, I like, think that. On, on Fridays or whatever, no, they do like the happy hour. Sure it yeah. was Fridays because the attorney was trying to convince me to go to a craft beer night. Because it's like it's like a five dollar like beer or whatever from like a certain hours. I went the one time and I think it was that day. It was a day game or an afternoon game. They had KBS on tap. I was drinking a KBS for five bucks. Yeah. That's it, man. That's insane. You know, I, I couldn't believe it. it was 
It was in the middle of summer and they had KBS on tap. But I mean it was five bucks. I was I was grabbing it and drinking it. Um, no, we were uh, it was awesome to have Ethan here and talk. And I really love this collab. I think I think it tastes delicious. I taste a lot of the it's I taste the the grilled pineapple, the difference between what he was describing and what he used last year. I don't remember tasting it last year and my cat. I don't recall if I did, but um, I can taste that coming through. They didn't release it in cans. But like a couple of people got growlers. I did come I did go or can't say come here because this wasn't open yet. Right. right. I did go to Lafayette and Pat and tried it. And yeah, no, that was it wasn't as thick as that one is. Did you prefer the seventh year versus the sixth year? Or vice versa? I mean this is it's a different beer. Really? Because this year he said it was higher in ABV too, yeah. right? Yeah, and also different hops. Uh, well, they probably, they probably added more pineapple to it. Plus a bunch of Eldorado. Yeah, like it wouldn't surprise me if there's more pineapple in this one. So you've got to figure the sugar content's a lot higher. So the ABV is going to be higher. Right. But it's not a it's not a bad beer by all means. No, it's delicious. I mean, it's so much fun to say. It's fun to say. I'm just fun to say it. Can I taste it when you get it? Thank you, Brown. Say it again for the record. It is actually the beer that they brew for the Pickle City Comic Con. Look at how they have Crimea Rivers. Is that like a nod to Justin Timberlake? Actually. Justin Timberlake's first album is a really good album. It really is. All of his albums this really man good. in the woods stuff, though, I'm not a fan. You know what I mean, like, honestly, like, our friend Adam and I, not this Adam, the other Adam, the other Adam, would get high in his car and sit there and so talk about we. life. <laughs> and he got high with that Adam, too. And some of the best albums that we listened to were Justin Timberlake's first album. Really good album. Just the Gloria record. And Cave and Jupiter. I feel like that anime and I particularly like smoke to a lot of saves the day. I can see that. Yeah. Thank you. Remember that Saves the Day album where it got real dark? It just like it wasn't funeral. It was like um oh, everything was it. on fire. Yeah, the one after it. Yeah. We listened to a lot of that album. So this is the uh Wubba Lubba Glug Glug. Say it loud. Wubba Lubba Glug Glug. That's so funny. Your, it's your it's in reference to Rick and Morty. <gasps> it's Abba. This is 1997. Is it? Feels like 1997. I, I thought it was like 1970. Hey, why wasn't Cher on any of those top 10s? Yeah. I think I feel like Cher has had a hit for the past decade. Everything you keep thinking of is 98. Clearly 98. I was in my life. Shared in like seven. Well, that's how like 94 and like 85 or 84 is. And I love 
seventh anniversary, and I'm so happy that we were invited here yeah, to I mean, enjoy this and be part of it. And um, you know, they're putting out great beer today. If you haven't been to Community Beer Works, please check them out. It's a really nice vibe. It's a very chill, inclusive vibe. 420 inclusive. <laughs> no, like everybody inclusive. I mean, it's just a cool space just to come and hang out. Like, I've seen people like grab board games. I mean, a lot of people are starting to kind of include that in their brewery space, but they got pinball machines. Uh, they got a back patio with a fire pit. Um, you know, they got the garage doors when you come in, so when it's actually nice out, like they can open them up. Parents are bringing here. their kids down here. Yeah, I mean, we came in, and I came here at like 12.30. You guys were already here. And there were a bunch of people sitting up at the high tops, and there were kids here walking around. And I mean, kids are welcome. And that's something we still kind of play with is, is it okay to bring my three and my one-year-old to a room? You know, and it's all use your judgment. Yeah, know your kid. You know, right. if, you're, if your kid's going to be cool in this environment, yeah, bring them. I mean, sometimes it's a ticket. If the kid's going to be an asshole, don't bring it in. You know, like, simple. Fair. Yeah. However, will she terrorize the place and then make everybody's jaw drop, drop with her cuteness? Probably. It'll be a mixture of what the fuck and she's adorable. And that's still okay in some situations. But after hours, probably after 7 p.m., bring the babies home. <laughs> We also do free brewery tours here, which is great because there's a lot of places in the city now that are, uh, not, not that it's wrong to charge because we're all making a living, but they do the free brewery tours here, yeah. which is great. Well, that's like the people that don't really know a lot about the industry or want a little bit more, want to learn a little bit more about the process. The fact that someone can take them on a tour and kind of coach them through of, hey, this is how we make our product. There's a lot that comes into play. There's a lot of variables that that could, you know, at the end of the day, make you the, the casual drinker may not notice it, but the, the brewer can be like, well, it's off because of this, you know. So to educate people on the process is great, and the fact that it's no charge, I mean, that's even that's wonderful. And shout out to the great food. I'm a dipper of sauces. I love to dip, uh, as most Buffalonians do. And there's a lot of great dipping sauces here. Brian, what was that sauce that I loved? The chichuca. Yeah, it's an amazing sweet chili sauce. I would pretty much dip anything in it. Even cardboard, I think, would take good in that sauce. It's like a Korean barbecue sauce. The question is, would you coach yourself? <laughs> uh, you don't know me well enough, Kraft, but yes, I would swim in that sauce. Okay, perfect. So, as we're talking about jumping in baths of sauces and whatnot, go on. Why don't we wrap this uh, wrap this up? <laughs> you can go find Community Beer Works on social media at Community Beer on most uh, outlets. So just search Community Beer, Community Beer Works. Remember, it's not Community Beer Company that is in Austin, but Community Beer Works in Buffalo. Because while they sound similar, they're different. And they're green. <laughs> Look for the green logo. <laughs> you can always find us 
on the Hopped Up Network. Go listen to the Hopped Up Network and, uh, you know, go find some more friends, whether they're down in Austin or in Indiana or in Minnesota or in New Jersey or California. Yeah. Plenty of podcasts all over the country on the Hopped Up Network. Go check it out. And uh, give our friends some love. Find us on Twitter and Facebook at What the Hops. On Instagram at What the Hops Podcast. And go find me on Untapped at Brian WTH. You can find Savannah on Instagram at Lady of the Hops. And Adam on Untapped at. Crafty 28. Crafty 28. So, yeah. Thank you for listening and have a happy 420. Happy 420. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. Thank you. The show you just listened to is part of the Hopped Up Network. The Hopped Up Network is a growing family of craft beer podcasts in the United States and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts.